Hey, you're joining us for the New Life Youth Podcast, and this is the start of our series, Spending Time with God. So let's take a listen to Pastor Ryan Crooks. Um, now, I don't know where you guys grew up. Um, I grew up in a Baptist church, believe it or not. Um, God got a hold of me, and I swung the other way. Um, but I grew up in a Baptist church, okay? And uh, all throughout my early years, it was always kind of stressed, quote-unquote, to spend time with God. And they would say, you know, read your Bible, pray, maybe listen to a worship song. Okay. Is that it? I was asking that to them. But it wasn't really, like, something that they actually taught me how to do. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's told to read their Bible. How many of you guys find the Bible boring? It's okay. It's okay. It's totally okay. Because this is why I am teaching you guys how to spend time with God. Because he's not boring. One of the things that helped me out the most, and we'll get into our text here, is this Bible is not basic instructions before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E Bible. Okay, never mind. Anyway, uh, so (laughs) this is not a rule book. This is not God trying to tell you you got to do this or else. This is not stuff to apply to your life. Some of you guys are going like, what? Why is Pastor Ryan saying this? It is Jesus' heart on paper. I'll say that again. It's Jesus' heart on paper. So when you look into the Bible, you're looking into the face of Jesus. I know it may seem weird, but guess what his name is in John 1? The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So his name is the Word. The Word, okay? So this is Jesus' heart on paper. And um, All right, let's just get into our text real quick. Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 5. You guys got your Bibles, go there, even if it's on your phone, it's fine. When you're there, say, I'm there. Luckily, I understood that. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know if I have a slide for that one or not. All right. It says, when you pray, Don't be like the hypocrites, that's a strong word, who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. I don't know about you, but I grew up in some Pentecostal circles where people would pray really big in public and have no power. That's possible? (laughs) 
Yes, it is. But here's the key. Jesus says, but when you pray, when you pray, he doesn't say if, when you pray, go by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. It says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. And it says, pray like this, our Father in heaven. So it goes into the Lord's Prayer. We'll touch on it later in a couple weeks. But I want you guys to see something here. It says, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. I didn't fully understand this verse until maybe three or four years ago. It took me a little bit. I mean, growing up, I would... How many of you guys do Devos? Do you like them? They're okay. I did Devos for a long time. And even, even my best friend, he would be like, oh, did you do your, do your Devo today? I was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> just to get it out of the way. But there was just, there was just something missing. There, there was something that was making it boring. And I wanted, I wanted to learn how to spend time with God. So I actually heard a sermon on like, um, you know, going to a certain place and spending time with God. So I would do it every once in a while. I, I would read my Bible. Like, don't get me wrong. I would read my Bible every day. And I would listen to music and whatever. Well, then I started to go onto like a basketball court or go out to the woods or go in my bedroom and listen to like Christian metal. And God would meet me there. Now, this wasn't every day, but the difference was I was spending time with a person instead of spending time just reading. So, um, so these last three and a half, or no, four, four years, really, um, I started to take intentional time every single day Apart from Bible reading, apart from, you know, just the normal Christian stuff that we're supposed to do. And I just spent time with Jesus. I started off with five minutes. And it turned out to not be enough, so I bumped it up to about ten. And then it wasn't enough, so I started to do fifteen. And I would take my entire break at work and spend time with Jesus. Luckily, they have a chapel so I can, like, get away. It's been fun because some other people from different religions walk in while I'm spending time with Jesus. And most of the time, I feel like I have fire in my eyes. So there was a Muslim guy that came in, and he started to do his thing, you know, praying to the East and whatever. Um, I'm not making fun of him, but at the same time, it's like, what are you praying to? Um, and uh, <laughs> so... 
this guy walks in and uh, I'm praying and I'm going after it. And uh, I get the courage to ask him, hey, why do you do what you do? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, why do you pray five times a day? Oh, because we're supposed to. He was like, why are you in here? I was like, because I'm in love, dude. I'm addicted to Jesus. And he was like, oh, geez. <laughs> what is this guy? And uh, he said uh, something to the effect of, oh, I follow the same God. I was like, is your God named Yahweh or Allah? A different God. <laughs> I told him the whole gospel and everything. He, he like freaked out and like walked out the room, but it was kind of funny. All right. So anyway, why am I telling you all this? It's not to brag on myself, but it's to show you it's possible to start somewhere and to get where you want to be in God. Let him lead your heart into his heart. Because, listen, this all started in a garden. God created man and woman, right? For fellowship with him, right? We were the knuckleheads who ate the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil when Jesus said, or God said not to, right? But I want you to see something real quick. In Genesis 3, I promise we're getting somewhere. Uh, I'll read from verse 6. It says, The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom they could give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. It's amazing what happens when you sin because you try to cover it up instead of going to God and letting him cover you. Does that make sense? Anyway. It says, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. In another version, it says, in the cool of the day, the Lord God walked in the cool of the garden. It says, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord called to the man, saying, where are you? He wasn't saying, hey, Adam, where are you? I could just hear it in his voice. Wait, where are you? Because every day they would meet in the same spot. We're talking pre-fall. Like there was life before the fall. I don't know how long. Could have been an hour. Could have been a day. Could have been a year. Who knows? But they would meet in the same place. And he, God wasn't mad. I think a lot of the people, in, a lot of people in the church, think that God was mad at them for sinning and not being in the place. But I truly believe that he was saying, no, 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 no. Where, where are you? You were supposed to be here. Why aren't they here? Right? Because he wanted fellowship with us. Does that sound like a God that you know? <laughs> it says, he replied, this was Adam talking. He said, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. And God said, who told you that you were naked? 
So this whole thing started with alone with God, being alone with God. And now Jesus in Matthew 6, he's saying, I want you, now that you've given your life to me, I want you to learn who I am. And the only way that you will learn who I am is by getting alone with me. Is this good? You guys okay? Now what's cool is Jesus actually modeled this for me. Or for, not just for me, for us. Um, let's see. Why don't you go to the scriptures for me? No, you're fine. So I, I want to read these scriptures to you. We're going to rattle them off, but I want you to see the theme in these verses. So Mark 1.12, it says, At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness. Mark 1.35, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Mark 9.2, After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. Side note. How would you feel if you were the three that Jesus asked to go up on this mountain and you saw Jesus turn from a normal human being into one who is radiating light. Face shining like the sun. Like, just picture it. Just close your eyes and just picture this person being complete light. What would you do? You'd probably fall on your face dead. Right? I'm serious. In Revelation 1, that's what John did. He was like, I saw Jesus in his glorified state, the one who put his head on Jesus' chest. He knew Jesus. And Jesus shows up with hair like white wool, fire in his eyes. His face shines brighter than the sun, a sword coming out of his mouth. Revelation 1. Read it. It's pretty crazy. So, anyway, that's what happened on the mountain when he went away. Luke 5, 15 through 16. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 6, 12 through 13. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the whole night praying to God. When the morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Talk about a crazy all-nighter. Matthew 14, 13. It says, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. And in 23, it says, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. So I want you guys to think about this. What is the highest priority in your life right now? What is the thing 
that you want more than anything? Just, just picture it. Is it a girlfriend? Is it a boyfriend? Is it money? Is it a car? Is it a video game system that you're looking for? Is it like, you fill in the blank. What is your highest priority? Is it getting good grades in school? Is it getting into a good college? Is it like all the worldly stuff? Because I'll tell you what Jesus's priority was. He went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. God was his number one priority. He didn't care what it took to get to the Father. He wanted to be there with him. All right. Matthew 6. Let's go back to Matthew 6. Get rid of those notes. I'm just flowing tonight. It's okay. You guys getting something? Yeah. yeah. All right. It says, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. So first of all, it says, this is point number one, when you pray. Jesus didn't say, if you pray. When you have time, talk to me. He, he didn't say that. He said, when you pray. Now, prayer is just talking to God. It's nothing, it's nothing grandiose. It's nothing like, oh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Sometimes my best prayer is, Holy Spirit, help. Help. I got nothing. Help. It's just talking to your dad. It's talking to your best friend who lives on the inside of you, who wants to hear your voice. Because he wants to hear your voice more than you want to hear his. He desires your presence more than you want to be in his. He's not a God who's far off. He's not a God who's mad. He's already bridged the gap. Jesus has already died on the cross. We talked about that last week. He completely crushed sin. So there is nothing that can separate us from him. So he says, when we pray. Go alone by yourself. And it says, shut the door behind you. Now, what does that speak to? Going away by yourself is getting rid of all distraction. So, for me, when I do it, I turn down my phone or turn off notifications because I use it for music. I'll just put on some music. But I don't look at my phone. Maybe it's getting away from, you know, your parents and your siblings or whatever, going into your room. Or it's going on a walk. Or it's going anywhere. 
to a stream, to a basketball court, uh, into your room listening to metal. Uh, that was easy. If you can handle it, it's cool. Um, but um, make sure that you have a place where you can meet with God. And it says, shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Now, there's actually two different things that we need to quiet in order to hear God. It's silencing the external noise, so the stuff around you. What noise is around you? Get away from it. The second one is internal noise. All the voices, all the accusations of the enemy, everything that you're thinking about throughout the day, what you're going to eat for lunch, whatever it is, give those to Jesus. And when you do that, when you get rid of all the external noise and the internal noise, then you can hear God. And you can hear him speak. So, James 4.8, this is a promise that you can hold on to. I'm almost done, guys. James 4.8, it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's pretty simple. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. What does that look like, Ryan? Um, saying the name of Jesus. Jesus, I'm here. That's drawing near. You're literally shutting everything out, right? Jesus, I love you. There is nobody like you. I worship you. If you don't have lingo, like, you don't have to have that lingo. You can tell them that you love them. Jesus, I love you. I want to be with you. And watch. You may not feel it right away, but as you continue to do it, his presence will come. Now, Hebrews 11.6. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Another version says diligently. So if you're diligent in seeking him, he said that he will reward you. Reward you with what? Himself. He'll reward you with you knowing him and him knowing you. All right. So, three keys for this week. A little homework. And I'll post this on Instagram and all that. But um, The first one is set a time. I want you guys to think about your day and set a time. Honestly, my life is crazy, so there is no time. But sometimes my alone time with God is my break at work. Sometimes it is uh, five minutes in the bathroom away from my kids. Um, sometimes it is driving in the car. <laughs> yes, glory to God for a car drive. Um, 
I do that. Uh, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and then I spend time with God, and then I get back in bed. You guys don't have to do that if you don't want to. It's fine. Whatever works. If it's in the morning, start with five minutes. It doesn't have to be hard. Grab your Bible. Grab some. Grab a Devo. I'm not downing Devos. Okay? <laughs> Just make sure you're spending time with the person and not the Devo. If that makes any sense. Danielle, does that make sense? You okay? Um, so just make sure that you're spending time with Jesus. Um, you know, if you have to, put it on your phone. Set a, set a thing for every day. Spending time with Jesus. Spending time with Jesus. That's one thing that really helped me. Instead of doing devotions, spending time with Jesus. Making it about him. Um, number two, I have made something very practical for you guys. Would you pass those out for me? So this is called the Daily Encounter Guide. If you guys don't know how to spend time with God, this can walk you through it, quite literally. I used this myself, and it helped tremendously. So what you do is you start out with a worship song. So you worship. Thank you. You give your all to Jesus and just spend time with him in worship. Then you pray through the Lord's Prayer. You can pray the Lord's Prayer just straight, but it's fun to actually pray through it. Jesus, holy, you are holy. Father, you are holy. Holy Spirit, you are holy. I worship you. There is nobody like you. I want your kingdom to come. I want your kingdom to come on this flesh, this guy right here. Because this guy needs your kingdom here to break through all the mess. I need your kingdom. I want your kingdom to come. Just that kind of stuff. Make it personal. on here it doesn't say it but each day of the week you pray for something different so you can pray for your family one day you can pray for your friends and family one day uh, you can pray for your work one day you can pray for your city one day you can pray for nearby church whatever and then read the word um, so this one there is an app called first 15 app I know you guys mostly all have phones it's literally first f-i-r-s-t 15 it kind of walks you through this. It's actually another way to spend time with God that I found really cool because it's a diva. Um, but it does have like a worship song, a diva, and then it has questions at the end. So literally, it's asking you, okay, meditate on the scripture. Think about the scripture. What is it saying? And then it says... You know, something like, what are you feeling that Holy Spirit wants you to give to him? Or, you know, if you need joy in this moment, spend time with God. Like that kind of deal. So either the First 15 app or this daily encounter will help you to spend time with God. Um, 
then it says to give God room to speak. So maybe sit in silence for a little bit. Ask him to teach you his ways. So this is just a guide to walk you through spending time with God. And then here is the most important part. Number three, ask Jesus for the desire to get alone with him. When you start to get alone with him, you'll find that he's addicting. And you'll find that he's more beautiful and vast than you ever could have imagined. So my challenge to whoever wants to accept it is this week, set up a time. Spend time with God for seven days. Actually, I guess it would be 14. Because we won't be back until next week. Next, next. Next, next week. Um, but I just want to challenge you guys to go after God. And I'll do it with you. There's actually like a, a group thing on first first 15. So if you guys want me to set that up on your phone, I can set it up for you. We can get all in the group and then I can help you guys do this every day. Do you guys want that? Cool. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Jesus, we honor you and we love you. We thank you that you gave us a model to spend time with you. to hear from the Father, and to become more like you. Thank you, Jesus, that you um, can give us desire to be with you. God, I know that some of us are, in, we're all in different places in our walk with you. Jesus, I ask that you would even help them to start in the most small way to begin to spend time with you. Because, Jesus, when we spend time with you, we become more like you. Things begin to fall off our life when we begin to spend time with you. Because you're just so good. So, God, I ask that you would walk with them and talk with them this week. God, that they would hear your voice. That as they open up the scriptures, Holy Spirit, that you would speak so clearly to them. God, that they would feel your presence as they begin to pray, as they begin to maybe pray through the Lord's Prayer or maybe listen to a worship song or read something in your word, Jesus. I ask that your presence would just envelop them, God, as they begin to know you. And God, I ask that as we continue this series, that you would give us real, tangible things to be able to get into your presence and to, to hear from you. We love you, in Jesus' name.